everybody. Welcome to Failed Rockstar Club Podcast. Podcast that talks about music, mental health and fashion. Um, we are, we've got, a, it's a special one. Is it a, um, We're on location. Yeah, oh, lo- on location, location, location. So Jess, yeah. could you tell everybody where we are, who mm. we are, etc. Well, I'll start with who we are. About. Yeah, so hello, I'm Jeremy Peter Dixon. No BA honours, that's Stephen Robert Hurdle, the other voice with the radio intonation that you could tell. Stephen Robert Hurdle, BA honours. Uh, and we are here in Colchester's premier music venue, 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 venue. it's the Italian, venue, Coda, with the owners, Tristan and Ollie. BA honours. Woo! BA honours? <laughs> yeah, have you got BA honours? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a, an outsider. <laughs> <laughs> all these intellectuals. Um, yeah, we, we don't often do on-location ones, but every now and then we kind of think it's appropriate. So we did, when Black Cactus Studios opened, yep. we did oh. on location with, with AJ cool. the very first day, actually the first day was open, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And we felt it was appropriate, obviously we spoke to me, Ollie, yeah, actually yeah, live on the podcast at one point, we did, I didn't edit that out. <laughs> that was true, yeah, you're like, you should be on it, and I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you've already been sure. on it. Sure, yeah. exactly. Um, nice yeah. to be back. <laughs> and so we thought because... Regular <laughs> contributor. Yeah. And with the opening of music venues right on the horizon, this is going to be coming out in two days' time from when we're recording it. Yeah. So It'll be only a few, few days away. Yeah, on the horizon, we thought it would be a really good thing, A, to kind of, well, not that we do much promo for it, but we try. Um, and also, it's an interesting conversation to have because we've never actually met anyone, have we, that's been... That's true. Run of any- if anything, this is part two of a double bill of the music industry getting back on its feet. Because oh. last week we spoke to a sort of a lady who puts on big events like big stadium gigs mm-hmm. and festivals cool. and stuff. Mate. And how it's been for her the last year, and I guess we'll talk about that yeah, with you course. guys. Yeah. But first, <clears throat> I've got some classics. <laughs> so, guys, getting to know you, yeah. Jez. Oh yeah, Ollie. Yes, Tristan. Mm. If you could be friends with any member of USA grunge rockers, Nirvana. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which member of Nirvana <laughs> would you be friends with and why? Wait, what? Which uh, member of Nirvana would you be friends yeah, with? Yeah, but Kurt's dead. So can I bring him back to life? You can. Yeah, let's imagine he's... Just, just do that then. That's, that's cooler than anything else. Courtney Love. <laughs> <laughs> just outright. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting journey. Courtney. <laughs> the, the fifth member of Nirvana? Depends Pat... if you include Pat Smear. Well, yeah. I assumed you'd go uh, Pat Smear. <laughs> well, in, I don't consider him a... a an official member so I'd go Chris I think Chris Christopherson no no, he's an actor (laughs) Chris Novosevich Novoselovich some kind of sort of Serbian telling name obviously the correct answer is Dave Grohl and anybody that says anything else is wrong are you a big are you a a big foos guy no I don't I just really really like Dave Grohl just as a personality I think he's pretty he's famously the nicest person in rock you'd think you see that bit where he fell off the stage, broke his leg, and then came back like an hour later and yep. finished the set? Did the gig. He's, he's rock as hell, man. What a trooper. Yeah. That is cool. I always think about it. I, I was, I'm in an R in, but I think I'd go Big Dave. You go Dave, yeah. yeah Big Dave Roll. Mm. He actually, interest, <laughs> interestingly, in very well, Yeah, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> when we listened in London and in a pub we used to go in called The Enterprise, and he was in there once, um, it must have been a gig at the Roundhouse is going to, and he's in there with a lady friend. Mm. Probably his wife. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> a woman. A woman, yeah. And um, a plonker I know 
recognised him but couldn't figure out where he knew him from so he calls you on over and went I know I know you no, oh, God. don't go over there if you yeah. don't know people do he goes Nickelback I don't know where it's from I just thought I'd tell you that nice one mate but was, did he take it in good grace like uh, the nice guy I rock, think he said sorry. yeah you probably do but I'm having a private drink mate so oh, okay. yeah. that's fair enough respectful mate, with your fucking bushy eyebrows and your, <laughs> yeah bushy eyebrows as well uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, not no bro. No, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not aware of Dave's um, eyebrow. I don't think they're Status. overly, overly bushy. No. Just standard brows, I'd say. Does that come under fashion in regards to the podcast? <laughs> Dave brows, yes. eyebrows. In fact, that's it. That will be all the fashion we cover. Excellent, excellent. We we always introduce it as we cover fashion, but very rarely does it get to mention. <laughs> in fact, that's the most fashion we've covered in the last month. Um, okay, so we've got a game for you as well. So. Um, people can kind of get an idea of what you two are like. So I've got, it's a game that we like to call it This or That. Mm-hmm. Simple premise. I'll read out two things and you say which one you guys both prefer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you have separate answers. This isn't a joint, you know, a hive mind. We realised that you were two separate individuals. Yeah. Fair enough. Lager or sometimes cider. <laughs> cider. Lager or cider. Cider. Uh, lager. lager, yeah. yeah. Nobody likes cider. No, we don't like cider. Mixing desk or laptop? Uh, oh, I'm out of my depth here. I mean, you can do so much more of a laptop. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. At least I know how to Skype someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that one. Oh. Arse face weasel or right. weasel faced arse? It's a bit of a... Is that a tattoo easy? I have to get or... You can get you can get a tattoo. Would you yeah. rather be an arse face weasel yeah. or a weasel faced arse? I'll go weasel faced arse. Arse face weasel probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with arse face weasel. At least that way I've got four legs. Lovely. Maybe down the face. Bands or DJs? Bands. Bands. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was definitive. Oh, yeah. yeah, straight away. A cock or a ball. Of course, I'm talking about the male chicken. Oh, I was going to say the male cow. I'd rather rather be a firm ball. Yeah, have a spiky ball. (laughs) (laughs) An angry ball. An angry ball. That's it. Blue, if you can. (laughs) Late nights or early mornings. Late nights. Late nights. We are bar people. We can't do mornings. No. Yeah, no. And that both leads me on to my first thoughts about this sort of job. Is you have to be willing to do late nights, right? Mm Hmm. And early mornings, I assume. I assume you have to get. I assume you have to do long days sometimes. Like you yeah. have to get up early the next day because there's other shit that needs to be done, right? Yeah, very much. S- yeah, sometimes the, the tricky thing is dealing with other people who have a normal nine to five, and your normal nine to five is obviously not in any way. So you know, going home at one, and then if that were logic, then you know I should be back here at work the next day, probably for about two p.m. Mm. You know, and that's when it would start at someone else's nine, and then carry on through the five, but. If you get here at two, then by the time you have to deal with, you know, I've got to ring the bank or I've got to go to this shop or I've got to go there or talk to whoever who are in a normal nine to five job, mm. you kind of only have a two hour window to get all of that done as opposed to... Suppliers, right? I'm assuming they do like yeah. the daytime work. So when you have to yeah. deal with the accountants or suppliers or exactly, the, exactly that. All the yeah. shit that comes with running any sort of business. Mm-hmm. That's it. You get much, the, the window is much narrower um, to do all that because... You know, usually again in your nine to five, you've got four or five hours to run around doing all that rubbish and sending emails, and then you send all your emails and people don't get them till the next day because you haven't sent them till seven o'clock, and then you know all that kind of stuff as well. So, does it is it a challenge as you um, with like relationships and that sort of stuff, or when it comes to like these weird hours and 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it can be. It when you get to kind of the more close. No, I've seen it. I've seen it like those. You have partners and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when you get to the more kind of close personal relationships, you know, it's it's one of the first things you understand about each other, isn't it? You know what you do. Mm. You know, and it kind of comes with mm. comes with the premise. I find it more difficult with the family stuff because I. Um, when you're we work at weekends obviously that's when everyone's out which means I don't really go and get to see my siblings my parents all that much because again it's just weird hours that's the bit that gets me more than anything it's the, it's as similar to a shopping as much as when everyone else is out you need to be working yeah. because it's the busy time so well, your friends are out Friday them? nights Saturday nights for yeah. you guys I guess and do you, you open every single day as a venue, as a venue? Uh, no we close Mondays we're doing some Tuesdays so mostly just Mondays yeah and Sundays Open no, open Sundays. Sundays. We do open mic on Sunday and jazz on jazz. Sunday. Jazz. Just jazz. So, yeah. We're busy all weekend. It's our busiest time. So. But, you know, I'm not really a bar person myself, so if I spend my time in my own bar, then it's all right. It's I'm not bearable, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to be an attic, that's for sure. So it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like it's work, or do you? Or are you in a position where you enjoy it so much that, it, that it's actually kind of... Depends on the event. Yeah. I agree. We do so much different things. We do from metal to jazz, so it really does vary. Sometimes it feels like a complete ball ache, and yeah. sometimes it's actually a, you don't feel like you're at work. I mean, I, I treat it more like a lifestyle now, where I kind of get up and because I can do things at my own pace, in my own time, to my own leisure, and don't really have to answer to anybody. It's not so much a job in that sense. It's more I'm doing something I want to do mm. fundamentally at my own pace, but obviously keeping within the remit of having a functioning business surrounding that. Uh, it's kind of it's a lot more freedom. So it's more leisurely, but I wouldn't say it's like you enjoy yeah, it. It's, it's more not. freedom, more responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Comes yeah. We feel you're on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel exactly. I think we, we well, we can all empathise with that, with this sense of responsibility you have for the, the business and the staff mm. and the pressure that comes with it. Because it must be like similar in as much as like when you have a shop, it's that when it's quieter, you have more. To, time to kind of like communicate and talk to people but then you're worrying that you're not bringing the money in that's exactly and then the other side of the coin is when it's mental busy and you got literally haven't got a time to stop and it's like the other it's like fucking hell but it's great you bring the money in but then you kind of like hang on it hanging on to the ghost train yeah mm. so basically there's no good time <laughs> no I think, but that's i know that's not true I'm being i think thin. there's i think there's a middle ground like it's it's the weird events that i like the most like we used to do a thing called slack folk yeah where, before covid which was essentially an older clientele yeah. in the most polite possible way absolute <laughs> veteran musicians most of them who have been doing it kind of their whole lives come in here and play what is essentially uh, almost like bluegrass style sea shanty ye olde roll out the barrel British tunes on stage with a yeah. guitar and do you know what? it was so nice because they were so wholesome really wholesome really <laughs> they're all really lovely they're sitting there on a Sunday afternoon it's warm you've got the doors open you're selling some beers you've got a beer yourself they're playing some actually some really interesting like the, the guy that came along a couple of months into when we started doing it he played a load of um, Devil Makes 3 and like some other yeah, yeah, really yeah. good kind of proper blues grass stuff and it was really good and it's just like, so different it's, it's, yeah. yeah and I agree Slack Folk We'll try and do that again once COVID gets out the window, and then the it was one of the first things to go because it was just all over yeah. 50s usually. Yeah, of course, and the vulnerable. Mm. Yeah, so exactly. But you did yeah. paint a lovely picture there. That did make I had a little pang of God. That sounds good. No, it was really when fun. can we do that again? Yeah. That was it, yeah. it was on a Saturday daytime, so it was mm. funny watching the faces of random people that walked in, just like what the hell is <laughs> going, going on? Saturday was it? Yeah. Saturday daytime. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, not Sunday daytime. So there's so many people on the high street yeah. just listening to old she's anti rock music <laughs> or whatever as they walk by, and it was just. 
It was amazing. Yeah, we should do it that feels again. like the sea shanty has made a comeback, though, so you, that might yeah. that might kick off. Yeah. It'll, 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 and you get all these like random TikTok kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard of the sea shanties from <laughs> down the street. Remixes of TikToks and sea shanties. Sometimes yeah. they dressed up. It was brilliant. They did, yeah. And they'd had in the Richard the guy in charge of get sometimes proper like groups. You know, you get like a group of three of, of these musicians that still went round doing this kind of stuff, but it was. It was just so drastically different to anything else. It did, it did. And there was never any sound checks. So when some guy brings like a loot on the stage, and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do this? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's always funny. How did you guys, sorry Jez, no, uh, you go. how did you guys meet? Like, oh, um, that's a story. And make a, make a decision to kind of start this project because it's, <sighs> it's very rare for like, because it's, it's a big bloody place and it's like really cool and it's like, it's proper, right? And it's thank you. And it's quite a big undertaking. For yeah. Mm. To like relatively young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we're actually to us, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're actually like sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, Are we just feeling, feeling sorry? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. Oh. Uh, where do we meet? Well, that's a complicated one. So we worked in a record label. It was like an indie record label. It was. Thou shall not be named record label. No. Um, and. It was all going fine. Well, Ollie was doing more of the business side of things. I was doing sort of the A&R, a bit of the production side of things. And then they hired someone from the X Factor. Mm. Or signed on someone from the X Factor as such. We jumped that ship so quickly. And we're like, we need to do something cool because... We're allowed to know who? (sighs) (laughs) Fuck it. Uh, Sam Callahan. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's some friend guy. Oh, God. Sorry, Sam. (laughs) We, we love you, Sam. We, we can edit out afterwards. Yeah, and we were just like, this is not cool anymore. It was one of those things that just didn't work for our personalities. Yep. That, that was more about what it was. It was turning more mainstream, um, which was very good for the label. It's what it needed to do. And you two were working together then, so that's how yeah. you met. Essentially, yeah. And then, I mean, I still remember us sitting in three wires. We were, yeah. And, we're... and just going, there's nowhere fun to go in town to go and see something happen anymore because the ball at that point was on its last hooves so to speak and then <laughs> um, that is good and then what, what else is going on there wasn't really lots of my cock and ball jokes exactly <laughs> free wires do some great stuff but they you've do. got to climb six flights of stairs yeah. and, and, five five to get in and, and we get just never all the clean shirts we never knew what was really going on actually mm. up there and Bear Ideally, mind, we should have just looked on their website. But this we was four years ago. Yeah. You have to bear in mind yeah. at this point, three more, yeah, nearly four years ago now. And there was, yeah, I suppose at the time, like a kind of proper alternative indie venue. There mm. wasn't much going on for live music, was there? There was like what the V Bar were doing bits here and there. The closest thing you got, I mean, I remember coming to you guys' like event in V Bar yeah. on the second floor when you guys used to have rails of clothes up there selling them. I remember going to those events and thinking this is actually something different and mildly interesting that's going on. Um, always ended with squaddies in dresses. It always yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. In case no. you're interested. Walking down the high street. Was, yeah. No, there was one time I was in there and I was sitting at the armchair at the back of the, or the front of the thing and someone, I'm pretty sure, fell over through a rack of clothes, <laughs> threw everything all over the floor yeah. and one of you was just standing there looking, shaking <laughs> your head. No, yeah, that sounds very right. Uh, that's what happens when you can't, you can't walk around in V-Bar. No. Especially when there's yeah. racks of clothing everywhere. So. It's true. Yeah. We were asking for trouble. <laughs> it was a good idea, though. Like, I like the whole premise in it. Yeah, know? yeah, totally. Well, the, the, the idea behind, not to change the subject particularly, but the idea behind that sort of, like, the events was, 
it had legs and it worked for a while. Mm. It was brilliant for a while, but then it's, we had to stop in the end because we got to a stage where legs is like it just died and run its course, mm. yeah. and it's hard to keep people interested to do like, these sort of events over and over and over again. Mm. So it's a hard job. Now I get that we have the same issue, like yeah. trying not to oversaturate ourselves. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, Tristan does an amazing job. He does all the events, yeah. and you know, bearing in mind we do five to six a week. That's just the evenings. Yeah, you know, it's usually yeah. kind of four to six minimum, and then two daytime events as well every single week. It's hard to find stuff to fit in. So when you're oversaturating it, yeah. you know, it slowly, slowly drags on, and people, less and less people come. Yeah, so some events that are like, at the moment, our biggest, craziest events, something called Face Down. Mm. And the guy wants to do it, like, the guy runs it once a day every month. And I'm like, I don't really want to oversaturate it. So we're doing it every two months. Mm. And we'll make it a bit more goes. special. Yeah. And we have been because doing that. I'll tell you what, I swear to God, that month does, comes around bloody quickly. Yeah, mm. it does. And yeah, we, we were like, by the end, it was basically like me and Jez and a bunch of drunk soldiers. And <laughs> all, the, all the kind of like I mean, customers and mates. Which I love. Indie kid types that were <laughs> yes, coming into it. We're like, had already kind of moved on hadn't they and we were mm. like Seemed we, that had, way. And yeah. we had to like say this is it we had to make that decision there yeah. and then was it like enough's enough that's mm. it if we didn't want to go to it we couldn't <laughs> <laughs> expect <laughs> anybody else, else to, to. Yeah. yeah you have to be authentic about these yeah. things and like you know realise when so how did you because this is a beautiful place how did you, how did this come about like how did you find it or how did you oh yes okay. I thought this location was a terrible idea yeah you did and it, and it, and it wasn't it really worked out I, we were actually had a pint of free wise mm. and we walked down this way I'm like oh Extreme Gaming's up for rent because mm. that's what it used to be Extreme Gaming where you come in and you play your Xbox 360s and yeah. hang around with kids and it had the weirdest ceiling it had I mean, you guys have a similar ceiling it was God, what they almost call like it. a floating ceiling floating office style type oh, ceiling yeah. and it was really really low like it came down to pretty much where the door is and we were like God, the ceiling's really really small in there that doesn't would never work you can't have any music in there you couldn't put a stage in there raised stage people would hit their heads on everything and then we did a viewing and we realised that there was about a foot above mm, yeah. where that floating ceiling was and we ripped that all out and yeah. ripped everything out really literally everything there was loads of thing. loads of walls that were made of plasterboard that we ripped yeah. all out made a big open plan and mm. uncovered all the beams that you see yeah. now and did you did you find it hard to secure a lease like being like the two young kind of entrepreneurs were they funny well, Kind of. We were we were really lucky in the sense that the the guy who owns it, our landlord, is a really nice guy, and our relationship with him over the last couple of years has really developed into kind of more of a friendship, which is nice to have that relationship. Because if it was if it was a company like Wybrow or you know like some um, yeah, yeah commercial chain <laughs> company who you know just want to come along, so you haven't done any damage and want to water cash every month, and that's that, then you're going to struggle a lot more. But he was he's just a private owner. Yeah, he had a couple of different commercial buildings. Mm. He had his own successful business and still does. And he was just quite a genuine person. Um, I think he had a lot of faith from us from the beginning. He had a lot of faith. I don't yeah. know how. I mean, this place was sat like empty for about six months. It so was, I think he was yeah. like any anyone that wants to take it, just yeah. have it. And right. I think he had a vision. I mean, it must be hard as well because when you have a vision for something and it's hard to kind of, did you, would you have to kind of convince people it work? Or oh yeah, everyone. yes, everyone. Well, everyone's yeah, like, yeah, you're twenty. What? You want to do this? Yeah, you're crazy. You're meant to like, yeah. sink all your money into. Yeah, we're going to give it a crack. Well, the way we explain to people is, we don't have any kids. We don't have a mortgage. Yeah. We don't have any crazy debt. So why not do it now instead of having all that responsibility? Because otherwise, you get to kind of fifty, forty-five, whatever you might be, and go, oh, that would have been. If you'd missed it as an opportunity, yeah. you'd then probably want to do it. But mm-hmm. at that point, it might be more difficult getting because life the gets in the way between like a kind of. A, not not as much a visionary but an entrepreneur someone that can see something that no one else can see and um, it's hard yeah you have to sit to your guns if you truly believe mm. in it we would say like running a business like a shop 
which obviously is a different sort, but it's all the stories are the same and the feelings mm. are the same to what we've Absolutely. been through as well, just a bit yeah. older. But we had, what, eight years ago, had exactly the same feelings and thoughts, didn't we? Like, yeah, ups, ups this work. And, and, yeah. You just got to take the plunge, we see did. what happens. Um, yeah. And have that, have that belief and vision and enjoy the, the journey because, much like I guess, for a shop is that there isn't an end point to this game unless you sell it or you stop. Because yeah. every week it's like you have a good week or a bad week, it doesn't matter because the next week's, the next week's here and there's more challenges and yeah. Keeps more going obstacles on, to all. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we're on selling on it. And on Start and your own business, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what venues were sort of your inspiration? Like, A, which venues do you love okay. in general that you've been to, and also which ones of this sort of similar size did you take inspiration from, if any? Uh, interesting question mm. I <laughs> thought that was just quite yeah, I grew up like my, my adolescence was in York I spent seven oh, years really? in York and lovely city it is, it is an incredible city it's probably the artiest city in the country in my opinion and um, just every they got, I think they have a bar for every day of the week no, every day of the year <laughs> sorry I'm not really <laughs> every day of the year so there's like 365 bars or whatever at least there was when I was there so and every bar was different every bar was really cool and they had loads there was a place called The Habit in New York, which is just this tiny little sort of brew housey style bar where you walk in there and there's like Jimi Hendrix on the wall and they're playing cool records and you can have like the weirdest beers that you've ever seen in the world. Uh, that was really cool. Then there was a place called Fibbers, which was yeah. really small. You've heard of that place? We've, yeah. We've played there, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Fibbers was a big part of my life as well. I spent loads of time. Is that the place that backstage is all like kind of boho and like beanbags everywhere? Maybe they moved. They moved. Uh, I think about five years ago they moved venue they took over like an old strip club slash nightclub so then they became fibbers downstairs and a strip club yeah, upstairs yeah it was one we went it was on the high street and you went down it was like a cellar level. oh the cellar one was the old one they, I think they knocked yeah, it down but anyway one. that one and then there's a duchess which was next door to fibbers at the time but yeah, I mean, the design was, we had no idea anything about interior design. We, we hired a girl for that. And oh, did you? So yeah. You had some help. It was, it was the design aspect. We can't, we're both very practical people. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm not an artist. No. Or, or an interior design enthusiast in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like things to be satisfyingly organized. Like I go into Ikea and have a great time. So, but obviously that doesn't really work we, for a bar. It needs to be something that grabs your attention and has a bit of flash of colour and interest. And, and that's not really, we needed someone to say, this would be cool, this would be, this would be cool. And then we can go do it. It's yes. a weird story there. We uh, both grew up in Wivenhoe as well when mm. I was a lot younger. And there was this very short French man called Andy that we met on the high street. <laughs> yeah. That was trying to sell like, he turns anything into lamps. So you're talking, there's a hat, you put a bulb in it. Yep. Uh, there's a taxidermy yep. squirrel, put the bulb, bulb in it. it. Yeah. And we, were, we, we just saw him one day and we were like, wow, that's really cool. In, well, maybe not the squirrel, but the hat was quite cool. <laughs> it was cool. And it was like very steampunk. And we were like, can you do some lighting design for our bar? And he was like, sure, why not? And so he came in and he did those weird... So those drums for the drums as well. And go where else did he do? Um, did that brass the brass thing over there, there. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of other bits that have been taken down and a couple of other bits we took inspiration from so Tristan built most of the stuff you see hanging around um, the drum in the fireplace he's got a fire bulb in it that flickers around we did that afterwards and, and he had a she has a stepdaughter he has a stepdaughter yeah who, who I'd known Daisy. from years before and she does designs for the West End so all the stage design left the West End and so she came in and she helped design pieces. So had you ripped it all out by this point? So we'd, rip, we'd ripped it all out, yeah. And we'd we'd built in the bar, we'd built in the stage. Oh, so you already just, had the kind of that basic of your bar. Yeah, we, we just needed some finishing because mm-hmm. again, if it was up to us, we'd paint it all grey, and that's that. But you know, it has to be a bit more. Yeah. 
uh, tactile, I suppose is the word. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's changed around a lot. Uh, over in that section where there's the purple and stuff, there used to be a load of broken instruments running up the wall, but that didn't really work too well uh, with yeah, she's, kind of time and stuff. And She was great. She did all the brass stuff as well, yeah. the records and everything. And little bits and little bits and that. She helped with the colours because we know nothing. We just wanted it to be blue. I think. So for everyone <laughs> listening, are you wondering what we're talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's like cool, quirky kind of musical instruments, say for example, like... They've got crash symbols and a ro- crash and a ride symbol has been turned into a lampshade. Um, there's a drum kit in the fireplace. That has a fireball in it. A fireball. It does. I would turn it on, but it's loads of mad records like hanging up. There's a cello on the wall. There's a cello. A broken cello. cello. Someone set it on fire. Do you know it's the cheapest way to buy a cello that we break and turn into a light? You had to buy a new cheap one. You can buy a second hand one. It's really Mm. weird. So we broke a brand new Chinese cello. And we had the same problem with the saxophone. So to make all that brass section over oh, that's, there that's on the wall was oh, a sad saxophone, story. That poor saxophone. We, we ended up going on eBay, or Tristan did. I did. I had like, to try and find the cheapest saxophone ever to turn into a lamp. It's going to be screwed to a board and yeah. with a bulb in it, so it's not going to be a saxophone anymore. So you don't want something nice. I spent 80 quid on this like cool silver-looking saxophone. And then I buy it, and then some lady comes along a couple of months later, and she's like, do you know what that is? I'm like... No, she's like that's a 1920s French saxophone that you just play and screw to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do you know? It's like, well, I'm saxophonist. I love saxophones. What have you done? And I'm like, could it be fixed? She's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can't. That was £80 on eBay. Yeah, that was worth half a million pounds. Yeah, uh, yeah honestly, yes. Yeah, uh, that was quite funny, but sad at the same time. Cheap so. sax would be a good name for a bar. Just cheap sounds would yeah. also be a good name for an app. I'm not going to yeah. say what kind of app. <laughs> just, just an app. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sacks Moving on. It's about like nut sacks. So, did you have an idea when you started the idea of music for an atmosphere, like the sort of like the the target person to come in here, the sort of like perfect event? Was was that in your mind? I guess we said to the council we were going to do a lot of jazz. Mm. Yes, I was going to ask that. It was yeah. billed as. Okay, I'm going to just slag off the Gazette right now. Do it. Robbie Bryson from the Gazette. (laughs) You listening, Bryson? (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of things in the original article that we didn't say. (laughs) Essentially, yes. (laughs) Or you maybe twisted a lot of our words. Uh, But sorry, Robbie, I know you're probably going to delete me off Facebook now. But anyway... uh, Point is, uh, we, we we said we wanted to do uh, we wanted to do jazz, blues, local music, that kind of thing, rock, everything, everything basically that we could fit in here. The whole idea was to be a completely yeah. multi-purpose and then music. Venue. The headline on the Gazette page was "New Ronnie jazz. Scott's Type Bar Come Into Jazz Colchester." Yeah. Jazz, 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 jazz. <laughs> like ah. And then we open up. We have twenty-four carat in or pet needs or whatever, and then everyone will come in and go. This is a jazz. <laughs> yes. Who wants a jazz? their beards with their pipe. Yeah. We thought that you maybe have had to sell it as a jazz bar to get past the council approval. To that did help. It did, well, I it did help. Yes, but no, we didn't. We didn't say that to the council. We said we will be doing jazz. We said we will be doing local music. I think what we realised was that was, challenging, was it, with the council kind of getting them? Uh, it was one of those weird situations where we put in for an alcohol licence for the premises, and obviously our personal alcohol licences as a result, and usually it's a fairly streamlined process, assuming you're surrounded by other venues that do the same thing. So you'd find it hard, if you wanted to take this and donk it in the middle of 
you know, a housing estate mm-hmm. next to an old people's home yeah. in the middle of somewhere, you'd find it hard. But because you're here, three wires is two doors yeah. down. You can see the castle from yeah. here. You can see Vibar from there. You're all surrounded by these venues that are doing the same thing. It's a nightlife hub. shouldn't be a problem. Um, so we put it all in. But at the time, there was a local group or is a local group called the Civic Society. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're kind of like a rotary club, if you know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they... Um, they object to every single alcohol. Object like, sure. to every single... Sure. Genuinely, their idea was because they don't agree with the way that Culture County Council approved their licences, every single alcohol licence that's put forward, even by the council themselves, which mm-hmm. they had to do for the Moot Hall, these people object to, to make the process difficult and to try and essentially highlight the fact that we have something to say about how you're making this process. So it was a royal ball ache because we yeah. had one objection. Of course it was them because they object to everything, everything in order to sit in at the meeting and go, we don't believe it that you're doing this the right way. They There's- used us as a way to get to the council. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. They sound like fun guys. We should get them on the podcast. <laughs> well, we had, we, had, we had a cup of tea with her. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we did. We had nice sit down. She was really friendly. She was really lovely, oh, yeah. yeah. And then as soon as like the meeting came at the council, she was like proper full-on lawyer speech. Yeah, full yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, if I'm honest, older people with too much time on their hands. Yeah, it's almost like okay. a. Uh, so, but you got I it, do you not got, endorse that. You, you got it through in the end. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, we got it through because they, they can't just turn around and say no. So, what usually happens is you have a hearing and then there's some negotiation involved, and they say, "Why do you want? Why have you objected to this?" And they say, "Well, actually, we objected because we don't agree with anything that you do." Yeah. And then the cards kind of go, uh, "Okay." Yeah. And then kind of move on and go. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you the hours because we're ne- we don't have our own venue already. They kind of give you, I guess you could call it like starter hours, so to mm. speak. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that then later on down the line, assuming you're not a boxing ring yeah. by the end of it, then you can then apply to have hours that would reflect, you know, places like Attic and Castle and all that kind of stuff. You've got a bit more of an established reputation. Oh, so you had to get have like a, a open till eleven kind of license. We got one at the weekend, twelve during the week, which is still our licensing hours now. We haven't changed it because we were going to change it. Or at least you had to do it for two years, and then just as that happened, the pandemic hit. Yeah. So it kind of <clears throat> defeated the point of trying to put in for new terminal. But we were going to um, do put apply for new terms anyway. Fairly soon. Maybe we'll see about that. But anyway, going back to the jazz thing mm. briefly. <laughs> we do jazz. Bryson, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. no, no, we love Robbie Bryson. Love you uh, we um, <laughs> we do jazz twice a week. Well, we'll be doing jazz twice a week once we open. Mm. We're on Sundays, and we're doing some on Tuesdays, I believe. Don't quote me on it. Uh, look it up. Um, oh God, what else was I going to say? Yeah, no, I don't believe doing jazz would be benefiting the town as much as, say, no. what we do now. We saw that there was a need for somewhere for local bands that do their own original music to do it, and we feel that that was better for this town than just being independently one genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we feel like, you know, the council should applaud us for that. Mm. It, it's live music as a whole. Yeah. You know, isn't it? we never try to market it as just one... You know, kind of idea as one direction because Tristan's right; it wouldn't it wouldn't work. You have that market of people who like jazz or who like rock or who like whatever, and then eventually, as you say, you just oversaturate it. You put too well, much. There's out. Only, there can only be so many people. Yeah, is there a big a jazz well, that's it. You end up doing yeah. four blues nights a week. All the blues people go, Jesus Christ! On a Wednesday, no, I'm okay. I'm going to stay <laughs> home with my children, and the yeah, end before you that's know, that's even too much blues for me. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. One of the policies that you guys have got, I believe, and stop me if I'm wrong. Mm. Oh. You don't charge on the door, right? No. Nope. And is that, that very, was... very, very rarely? We usually do it if we have to control capacity. So if we have a really big gig and we know we're going to get four hundred people turn up for mm-hmm. whatever reason, then we basically put on tickets as cheap as we possibly can in order to cover the cost mm-hmm. of having to put tickets online. Mm-hmm. And the idea is just to say that once the two hundred tickets are sold, you know, they're sold. Can't come in without it. That makes the door staff job easier, mm-hmm. our staff job easier. You know, we can control the. I situation think we've done. More. 
free ticketed events in yeah. the course of the how would you know which ones are going to be super mental like that and that have you ever been caught, caught short as it were uh, not, not as really. such we kind of know roughly thanks to the social media they can say how many roughly you know how many people are I mean, it's not always correct, but you know how well it's going to do in terms of based on yeah. how much interest it has. Usually, we're, we're 95% of the time, we're absolutely fine. And we know, or Tristan knows, when something he, he's booking something that's going to be a bigger event yeah. because you know from the get go that you're setting out to be a bigger event. Mm. You're pushing the marketing harder, you've got someone with a bigger when, name, you're reaching further afield. You know. The times we've had really big events, we often get an extra member of the door on. So we legally have to have two on the weekends. And if I go, oh, right, it's going to be a bit mental, let's get a third. We'll have a third one that stays inside. And stops people from jumping around too much or whatever yeah and that's it and that's it really it's not so much a we don't like charging on the dogs it defeats the point of having well that was the whole free entertainment come in and there's something going on that's what we were missing when we were sitting there there's nowhere you can go and just walk in and there's something going on because otherwise you go in somewhere and all you do is sit down look at their cocktail menu listen to God, Maroon 5 on the stereo and do pretty much nothing else and just sit there looking at whoever you're there with like it's you know it's nice to talk and all. But it's also nice to have an event. Yeah, yeah, you want to be able to go and go, like, get excited about something and go to see something or see someone or enjoy yeah. an event specifically. And the only way you could do it is, yeah, A, buy a ticket and go to, I guess, Charter Hall, you yeah. know, if you want to see a Queen so, show or whatever. Colchester's always had a thriving, as far as I can tell, a thriving music scene. Mm-hmm. So, used to be the Twist and stuff, and um, what's the other one? That's oh, one by First Sight, the yeah. Waiting Room. Waiting Room, mm-hmm. thank you, yeah, that's right. Um, still is. Yeah. yeah, because I guess people have, I don't know if you find this, but we used to find this when we, used to, when we used to play music that people would huff and puff about spending a four or five quid on the door mm. to see a gig because it's like how you value stuff. Mm. Yeah. Then go to the bar and buy around and spend 25 quid, not no, exactly. twice. Mm. They seem like they're not getting anything yet. It's yeah. kind of disgusting. But moving on to that point, like we said that it would make more sense for local bands to not have free entry because most of the time you don't know local bands you know you have to invest five pounds into a band that you never heard mm. the way that we saw it was that if you can come in for free and you could test the waters on this band that you never heard you may gain new fans so when they go and do a I don't know ticketed event in Free Wise or the Art Centre or whatever you gain more fans you gain more of a following You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. Um, and that's worked really well for the band so the yeah, yeah. they would prefer wouldn't they to play to more people and not yeah, have ass. to worry about money if it is and most bands would rather play to a packed place totally. free yeah. than, than play to like 10 people but get paid the door yeah, absolutely 
You know what was really funny actually when we ticketed for New Year's Eve, like everybody oh, was doing yeah. it. This was a massive cock up on our part. Massive we decided to ticket for New Year's Eve. I think it was like a fiver. Yeah. And people would come up to the door and they go, "Oh yeah, we'll come in, we'll come in." And then they go, "Oh, it's five pounds." And like, Coda charges tickets. Just out of principle, they were like, "No, yeah. I am going in there." Seriously, yeah. So that was, was quite. A cock we were up. by far the cheapest place on the high street to get into. Again, bearing in mind that yeah. every New Year's <laughs> you can't get into somewhere for free. Mm-hmm. You no. just can't unless it's your local. So. Yeah, we said, all right, okay, it makes sense because, you well, know... Well, the bands are mad money. Bands are really expensive so. on New Year's Eve. It's three times the cost of the band because, you know, while we let everybody in for free, we're one of the best payers when it comes to musicians mm. in culture stuff. It all comes out of the bar. all comes okay. out of the bar tab, so it's not in any way... Do you budget out. for that, then? Yeah. Just so you know yeah, yeah, as yeah. part of what you need to earn behind the bar to cover... Yeah. Cover the staff, cover the door staff, cover the band... It's, it's, it's more of a risk for us because if, if you go yeah. to like a normal type gig venue yeah. or whatever you know they just give you the tickets don't they yeah. so it's you know no win yeah, no that is a big fucking fee risk or you've got isn't it you're putting, you're putting your balls on the line now aren't you we are so we put a lot of faith in the bands that, so we only really book the bands that we kind of know are going to do well yeah and know are going to bring people and have not an established following but at least we'll put the effort in on their part yeah. to say we're playing come along come enjoy it's free for fuck's sake does that then also mean that you have a certain band who, like for example, like when we put bands, the kids on in mm-hmm. the shop, mm-hmm. they're all most of them are under eighteen. Uh-huh. So does that become an issue here because you can't put the young bands on? I suppose yeah. because if you That's if you try to make money on the bar, that ain't going to work because none of them can. Drink. We yeah, it's a big. I was having this conversation today with Johnny from Pet Needs. He wanted to put um, the Verdicts on. Mm. It's a brilliant band. I've been promising them a gig when they all turn eighteen. Uh, <laughs> Because you can't do that. You, yeah. you can't let them run around free when the barrier to being 18 is at the door and they're already past it. Yeah. So, yeah, that is an issue, but, you know. It's, like, it's many a other really tricky one to try and overcome because we did an event for the Sixth Form College, didn't we? Do you remember that? Oh, that was a big cock-up as that well. That was another big cock-up, <laughs> yeah. Where, where it was exactly the same premise where they said, well, what we'll do is, you know, we'll have a, an under-18s kind of specific event. Mm-hmm. We'll put some, they wanted to have some of their bands come and play. It's, essentially, it was a bunch of the people at Sixth Form College who wanted to, to have an adult's night out kind of thing. You know, yeah. again, like going into an under-18s club yeah. and you're 16, 17, whatever. <laughs> it's so just they so put fun. on their own band and they all come in here and we say, right, I'm going to take all the... Because usually all those shells behind the bar are full of boots. So yeah. take all that away turn all the taps off we'll just have coke and J2 and we'll make it cheap you yeah. know so they're not coming in here and paying four quid for a pint of coke like so we nice, we ticketed we the college didn't we, we and did, they yeah. gave us a few hundred quid to rent the space on a Wednesday or whatever Yeah. and it turns out that it was really funny we walked past Freewise and all of the staff members were just drinking in Freewise before they could come here because they knew they couldn't get any yeah, booze yeah. and coke <laughs> which is hilarious and then these like foreign exchange students are in here were just like chugging vodka and I had to go over and steal the vodka from them and then after that point <laughs> cool. they were like they all left yeah, because they, they didn't have any alcohol. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, and I mean, to be fair, understandable. <laughs> I've been to the art centre at one of those sort of gigs, so the kids, and it's yeah. a dry bar because of the same reason. And he's like, the only way you can get to do it is by. It's got to be a dry bar. It's a dry bar, is what it is. Yeah. And it's weird when you go to a gig and you're like, oh shit, there's nothing to drink. Yeah, that's, that's it, weird. Yeah. But you have to accept that this is what it is. And it's like, if you you're going to come, you're going to come. You can't really do the armband thing where you know you give over 18s an armband or whatever because they can just buy drinks for their friends. Yeah. And yeah. Then you get yeah. in trouble yeah. by yeah. It's a really hard thing to police and it's hard because we're lucky that we're a busy venue a lot of the time yeah. and it is full in here, full of people. Yeah. And, you know, it's a case of like our staff will work pretty hard as it is with a, you know, smallish space with a lot of people Tristan's doing the sound mm. I'm running around doing loads of different stuff door staff are doing a great job and it is one of those things where you know someone will come up and buy a load of drinks for their friends if you start doing the armband thing if you start letting under 18s yeah. in any way I mean it's just 
you know they're going to I would yeah. if I was 17 yeah. like, exactly. you know, I, can't, I can't sit here and criticise but from my point of view and me not ending up going no your honour I had no idea I'm terribly yeah. sorry it's just you, you can't let them in mm. I have a question yeah. about slippery slope as a punter I've always, you, know, you always think that the door staff are absolute villains mm. but from running a venue do you have a good relationship with door staff like, do we you, do you yeah. have, do you have a company or do you have like specific individuals uh, to do it for you both both. And do you feel like a team when you're working with them? Yeah, so we use Z Security yeah. and they were given to us by oh, the guy that runs the police council thing or whatever. And he was like, use Z Security. We were like, all right, if the council say use Z Security, yeah. we'll use Z Security. If we cock up, it's their fault. Um, so we did, and it turns out they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, we have a lady door member who is called Laura, and she's incredible, and she's just really polite and kind. And so usually when you go to, I don't know, Yates. Mm. I can put you in the shit because I don't care um, you know you go there and there's just big burly men they're like oh, why you want to come in here and yeah. check you for drugs or yeah. that kind of thing and it's not that kind of, it just feels like I have to get through airport security before I can go buy a beer yeah. so we don't we never want some. Yeah, that's it yeah you try like this fucking proof yeah exactly <laughs> so we didn't want that from the beginning no so we said to Zed we want some nice you know I, I remember having the meeting stuff. for the first time, yeah, and it was like, you know, we're not going to be full of 18-year-olds whacking cactus jacks down and starting mm. a fight. It's going to be probably kind of your average age in his, what, 30 just under? Uh, a bit more than that. You reckon? Yeah, I don't know, it what the vent is. Again. It does. Mm. Yeah, but that's the thing. So a lot of the time, again, that's like, folks, a perfect example. Not that we had door stuff on, but sometimes when Connor Selby comes or whatever and you have a, a, like a blues night, it's just not that kind of vibe. No. Yeah. And you get people in who are, you know, mid-aged or whatever and want to come in and sit down. It's almost like it's like the kind of alternative to the art centre in as much as like you do yeah. classy events in there. And yeah. it's like a good atmosphere and it's a vibe of people in there that are yeah. there for you know we've been to see like one mm. in the supper. That's pretty much always the idea. Anything and everything. Everything yeah. and anything and everything. I mean we still do everything from metal to jazz. Metal to jazz. Yeah. Yeah. What what is your personal taste in music? Do you do you have similar tastes? Is that how you kind of mm. the friendship started? Fairly or? similar. Eh. Tristan's much more of a musician than I'll ever be, no matter what he says. Well, um so I, I my taste is a bit of a mishmash of various different things. You seem to be going very Western at the moment, very country Western. I do, yeah. I have a <laughs> disgusting addiction to blues grass. And uh, for some reason, Johnny Cash and Elvis. Uh, yeah, yeah, Blue yeah. Hawaii's good album. Um, and yeah, so I, I. I heard him listening to the Elvis Christmas album in like May. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, no, it's 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 varied. It goes um, up and down from. You need um, to be varied. Lo- lots job. of rock, lots of blues, lots of kind of. I like early twenty stuff as mm. well. Um, you know, kind of Billy Holiday all the way through, and later on to Nat King Cole, and kind of all the. Uh, yeah, it's less on the heavy rock side, more blues, more kind of jazzy, more kind of blues grass, kind of that type of thing. A yeah. um, little bit more modern style towards kind of Lumineers, Mountjoy, um, Houndmouth, all that kind of stuff. Um, Tristan's far more, yeah, more bluesy, more rocky, more. I, I split it up. Like I say, if I want to listen to a band like at home, then it would be something chilled out, like some nice blues or rock. But if I want to see a band live, I want something of energy. I want some punk music or some heavy rock, that kind of thing. And do you ever have gigs? Don't you have to name names, but ever have gigs in here where you're like, this is fucking. <laughs> Dog shit, man. 24 characters. No, no, I'm joking. Yeah, no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Like, fucking split my wrist. Yeah. Uh, We've yeah, had a yeah. shot. Oh, yeah. come on. Kind of. 
Luckily, being your own boss, you could just leave. Yeah, that's true. That's great. You look at the staff, the staff are shaking their heads, and you're yeah. like, goodbye. Yeah. I often do the sound, so I just do the sound check and then leave. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's ever been slit my wristband sometimes it's, what I find more difficult, difficult is when the bands are difficult I, I, and sometimes that. they really can be you know yeah. and it's, it's it stresses Tristan out it stresses me out and then as a result everything becomes a bit more of a chore yeah. it's not usually the fact that they're particularly rubbish what annoys me the most is when you have a really good band and a lousy turnout it's, when, it's no one's yeah. fault it's just one of those nights where people are busy or there's a football yeah. game on or like whatever might be happening and you've that got a true. really good band in here and they're doing an amazing show and you're half full no one's really paying attention because everyone's watching whatever's going on in their phone yeah. you know and it's like uh, we had that with um, uh, what was it Rocker uh, what's his name guy stands on his double bass oh yeah, yeah 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 um, uh, god yeah I know you mean Josh really Lock, uh, Lock- Lockabillies Lockabillies that's yeah. it yeah and it's this amazing band of really talented musicians to the point where they're playing. Um, uh, um, it's just Ollie's club music. It's, 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 it's yeah. Elvis Johnny Cash. Essentially, is, yeah. he's, he's mad because nobody came to see Elvis Johnny. Cash. I, do, I am mad. Stonky. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was yeah, playing it was Roy Orbison. He was playing Roy Orbison while standing on his double bass, playing it at the same time. That's pretty it amazing. Was really incredible. I stuff. just didn't think the double bass could hold his no. weight. But yeah. <laughs> But like these guys are really skilled and they're proper. You know, they've all got like similar outfits. They do it, and you know, it's just that's what's frustrating because you'd be like, this would be a great night if you could just fill it with people, turn the Wi-Fi off, and I bet you everyone would have a better time if they Mm. fucking looked around. Actually, you know what is an issue when when bands can't play to the venue? That's my issue. But well, it's not busy in the. Not so much that. It's they think they're playing in the O2 arena. Oh right, okay. And it's like, mate. It, the ceiling's like you know eight feet tall. You don't need to hit your cymbals that loud. My, my tinnitus is coming back. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like I'm wearing earplugs, but I can't put another pair of earplugs in. I often have to like you know tape like the what? bottom of the cymbal. I have to tape the snare drum. I have to go over with like a rag oh, and tape it. They hate that. They? They, they, they give me evils. Yeah. Like, you fucking better not move. That. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely hate that, don't they? Yeah. And, and I'm just like tough shit, man. Like you, play you, quietly. Play, play quietly. It's like I can't. It's like well, you can. Like. <laughs> See that different different velocity, right? but no, that that bothers me. Right. Often the time it's quite young bands that yeah. haven't really learned that it yeah. sounds better when it's quieter. Sorry, yeah, that is just a lack of experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's people playing in the garage, That's or drummers, in the yeah, because yeah. 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 it all stems from the fucking drums, doesn't it? Yeah. Always. Always. I had one band actually, not, I won't name them, but I told the drummer off. I was like, mate, you're so bloody loud. And then he left to go to the toilet and then the rest of the band were like, oh, thank you so much. We've been wanting to say that for five years. Yeah, they literally said yeah. that. Yeah. It's, like, it's so annoying, I can't hear anything. <laughs> but we should say, this is the essence of the failed Rockstar Club. We always say, like, anybody who gets up there and you know, shares their art with the world... That's it, yeah. You've got to admire it. Even like, drummers. Even drummers. You know, fair play to you. Just shut up sometimes. <laughs> oh, I should have some cymbals. I should have practice cymbals downstairs. It, yeah. No one's got like, holes in them. They just sound like nothing. Yeah, that's actually the symbols of shame. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of shame. a little bit of gaffer tape on the bottom of the symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Often works. keep it subtle. Um, we should talk two things. We should talk about how you cope through lockdown mm. the, the past year, and we also need to sort of promote mm. the reopening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Cool. Yeah, so let's quickly go with the lockdown thing. Mm. How has the last year been for you? How have you boring. managed to survive? Boring. <laughs> boring. Uh, yeah. Okay. We became builders. Sure. <laughs> no, genuinely, yeah. yeah we yeah. spent a lot of time actually diagonally above us uh, building an apartment. 
for yeah. our landlord. Our oh, landlord yeah. was a lovely guy that he is, said, I'll tell you what, I'll cut the rent if you become builders for me and you build this apartment for me. And we're like, all right, we built the bar, we built that, and we did. And so we helped ourselves a lot of money off that rent, which is really good. Yeah. So that must have been a massive, obviously... That is a large part of the reason, fundamentally, why we're still here. Again, yeah. if it would have been someone like Wybrow or yeah. whoever, who would have just yeah. said, well, don't give a fuck, give us the money, we'll get out, yeah. then we'd be out. <laughs> fuck you, pay me. I, yeah. I, to be fair, I would say that I mean, our landlady, we were Wybrow, mm. but our landlady helped us out as well over the period. Brilliant. Well, which it's made nice when you've got that difference. kind of direct contact, doesn't it? Yeah. It depends on their financial position as well yeah, yeah, of they have a mortgage and you can't really blame them yeah, yeah. No, but did, the same you, time, you, did you get governmental government help you must have done little, little, bit, little bit here and there yeah a little bit here and there similar to everybody else who got it you know um, and you know again that, that did a lot of holding us through because we're are you running out of money <laughs> no, Honest fine. Question, it's, it's, it's not. No, not, not not to the point where we're worried about it. Okay. There, there were points over the lockdown year where we were worried about it, especially at the start when before a lot of the funding was announced yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I remember going there, looking at the numbers, numbers, sitting in my desk, going, "It's just not going to. We're not going to do six months. It's just not going to. You know, before we knew we could do the apartment and save the rent, and before we knew they were going to cut the business rates, and before we knew they were going to start giving you know these entertainment venues at ten grand here and ten grand there to kind of keep going. I think we're in a very similar position to a lot of bars and venues in that if we don't get Christmas trade then we're pretty fucked to be honest because who knows what's going to happen over the winter you know when Mm, that's our worry that that is the concern this this coming Christmas is it'll be like last summer do you remember where everyone was allowed out for the summertime yeah and then suddenly you know back in that's it and I'm not obviously I don't reckon it'll be as bad because of the vaccines Mm. been rolling out it's been very successful kudos to everyone involved but we at the same time honestly uh, we're telling everybody too much information but we only just about break even really when we do the socially distant stuff cool, yeah. so if we're doing socially just distant stuff over the winter mm. it's barely worth being open by the skin of our teeth do we break at that yeah. yeah so it's it's one of those things where we're we're not <laughs> business isn't our strong point <laughs> we pay our bands a bit too much we pay our staff a bit too much we don't pay ourselves enough no. um, we do it more as a labour of love the whole idea was that it was going to be a stepping stone to move on and do other cool things as a result of having a cool venue to start with mm. it was never designed to be a cash cow to kind of retire on and then put another one in another one there and another one there and you know like the kind of the three wise model so to speak it was mm-hmm. more of a um, if we do this and it's really cool and we get these bands and we show that we can do it then maybe we can go for a bigger venue or start doing events and festivals and O2 academies and all that kind of we definitely won't be franchising there is no money in this franchise no money at all so many similarities <laughs> yeah it's it's hard being a nice person when you're in business isn't it when you feel like you should be doing the right thing by people yeah people appreciate it but it comes at a bit of a sacrifice sometimes it's, it's a case of at what cost I mean yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd rather sleep and have a light wallet than not sleep and be you know worried that I'm paying the staff absolute minimum wage and you know they're living on tins of cheap beans like it's not because then they it's, it's not just it's the bands as well because it's you know it's so important that forms such a backbone of what we do is the music and the people around and it's just does, nice. it, does it build loyalty from bands do you feel that of course you absolutely the yeah. show loyalty because they feel valued and yeah. it, it doesn't have to be monetary it's just as much as coming in and having a conversation with them and talking to them and mm. do you want a free beer let's you know kind of get some music do a sound check Tristan's there he knows what he's doing you don't feel like <laughs> yeah. it's a case of you know like you're playing in a Green King pub where the bands come in and there's one guy who's behind the bar who kind of knows a bit about sound and he's going to set up the shit PA system for yeah. you and hope for the best yeah. you've got to pretend like not and you've brought you've your got to care that's yeah. it yeah. the arsehole sound engineer that doesn't give a fuck yeah, it's just, just, uh, we're, we're all like that it's just, just come to the job <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You've got to really care about the bands. When are you guys reopening again? Uh, 19th May. 19th, 19th of this month, so what's date to date? Yeah, we're opening. Is that the Wednesday? It That's is. We're opening yeah. with jazz, funny enough. Yeah! Oh, you are. You hear that cassette? <laughs> come along, Robbie. Oh, God, he's going to come now. Isn't he? <laughs> I think I've ever seen him. Actually, I think he's come once. He has come once, yeah. yeah. Come, Robbie. Anyway. Come and write about the jazz, Robbie. <laughs> Review. Actually, I'll give us a really bad <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do that. Not enough jazz. <laughs> yeah, so much. The jazz wasn't jazz. Too much enough. jazz. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we're doing that. And then the Thursday, I think there's nothing at the moment. We usually do jam jam nights on Thursdays, so people come along with their guitars and drums and stuff. And and they... How does it work in regard? Are you, obviously, are you doing a social distancing? I guess you have to do. Yes, sure. we can't. So is do... that until June? Yeah, face masks worth. Uh, yeah, you walk in with face masks, you sit down, you take it off. Oh, of course. And we yeah, always I've got how it works in the pub. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so bloody long. It's on the door, mate. <laughs> Always the same. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be that for a little while. For twenty first, is it still the twenty first? That's where it's scheduled. Yeah, it's funny that you're asking them. Well, yeah, I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's twenty first of June. And is it from the seventeenth of May? You're allowed to have a hog. Yep. Oh, I, think, I don't think that's been confirmed. Hog spots. Oh. You're allowed to bring a hog to yeah. a pub and uh, roast it. Nice. Yeah. I've and give it. A, a lot of girls I'm gonna have to um, hog. <laughs> hog for a couple of seconds too long. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is broadcast, Steve. If you've ever been the victim of one of Steve's lingering hugs, where he sniffs, his, yeah, he sniffs your hair and presses your breasticles oh, up against him. Oh, no. uh, None of that. Are you going to edit that out? Or? That I really hope they don't. <laughs> listen out for the Rolling Stone song we've got coming up. Yeah, that's it. Oh, God. Okay, so um, we have a regular game. Uh-huh. which we like to play with people that we interview and talk to about their uh, their lives. And this game, funnily enough, is called Band for Life. Mm-hmm. What is your band for life? The other you have band for life. It's the same, but they mean different things. One you have got forever. The other Yes. Can you tell the good people... Explain the concept. Explain the concept for people. Sure, of course I can. Code of fans that might be listening to the first time. Well, every week we uh, ask our guests to provide us with two bands or artists, one of which they could listen to in perpetuity without getting bored, and they'd be happy. They've got a rich back catalogue. Another band that they would erase their music from the face of the earth. Mm. Not the people themselves, just the music. So if you could give us your two artists... And then we'd like to guess which which one is which. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's that's fair enough. Mm. We'll have a go. We've got got 98% uh, success (laughs) rate. Oh, do you? Yeah, we're good at it. One is controversial, the other isn't. Yeah, well, that's exactly (laughs) it. I'm still thinking... Okay. I'm going to say... Oh, that's going to be tough. No, I, I, I knew your answer. You're going to go with the original answer. What was my original answer? I'm no, because I've got to give two. I was. I only had one in mind. Well, the controversial one. I'm going to say uh, Fleetwood Mac and the Killers. 
Ooh, that is kind of controversial. Yeah, either way, it's pretty controversial for someone. But I assume that Fleetwood. You oh, couldn't because you said controversial. No, you can't erase Fleetwood Mac. There's something for everyone in Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Whereas the Killers yeah. sang, uh, "Are we human or are we dancing?" <laughs> for which reason, I think they're worth erasing. Is that is that the right? They are indeed worth erasing. In theory, I should like them. I loathe them with a passion. <laughs> Can I just say that wasn't the answer he was going to say? Oh, he, he, he just, oh right, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wanted to be really controversial and say Nirvana. <laughs> just to completely... No, just, no. But he didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. That's I don't mind Nirvana. That live album is the best live album ever. Well, the MTV well, yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Okay, so why, are you, why do you want to destroy the killers? I wouldn't like to physically destroy them, Steve. Just not, remove no. their music yeah. from existence. Yeah. Exactly. That's the that's so just explain the concept. <laughs> but I feel like I should like them. I, f- I wish I did, but if I hear Mr. Brightside mm. one more time... It's the ubiquity of Mr. Brightside. One that more time. And I wanted Sam's Town to be good, the whole album. It wasn't. All of their stuff. Brandon Flowers went on and did a solo career. Some of his solo career is better than the entire back catalogue of The Killers, in my opinion. I don't even like his solo career that much. <laughs> Do you know what wow. the first album? What was the That's first? Mr. Brightside, it? That's got Mr. Brightside on it. No. Hot Fuss. Smile like you mean. That's the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the one that's got... I've got sober, I'm not a soldier. Again, yeah. repetitive that's chanting. Great music. Yeah, nice right, work. Yeah. Well done, Killers. Uh, <laughs> I just there's, there's no, it's nothing like again in theory I should like them because I'm a well I say in theory like, big Arctic Monkeys fan start to finish yeah. like you can see the kind of lead on that whole kind of noughties rock again big fan all you don't think his call was a front man it's not that he's it's not the them as people they can remain in existence the music itself <laughs> must burn to nothingness I agree I sh- feel like I should like the killers more than I do. Yeah. And I don't. By, because it's, it's melodic, it's good choruses, well, but... If you're drunk and you hear Mr. Brightside, do you not give it a little... Um, at, that's, that's the moment where... A little arms... At a, a wedding, I'd probably dance to it at a wedding, but not... Oh, and that's the worst time. <laughs> yeah, but that's... <laughs> when it's, when it's, everybody is. Our mate Spuds had a couple, really bad covers band at his wedding, and <laughs> they played it. Every covers band is It's cool, yeah, they have to. They're legally obliged to. Let them sex on fire. Oh, Again... Kings of Leon did some good shit old yes. stuff yeah. and yes, then that yes, album's just okay and why would you have Fleetwood Mac as your band because I would argue that Fleetwood Mac's first two to three albums are some of the best albums ever made when you're talking um, Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac Oh, with okay. Albatross obviously being a oh, second yeah. album and then the first one being self-titled Fleetwood Mac the blues is incredible he was mm. born to replace Eric Clapton at the time or someone to be as good as Eric Clapton at the time and it is some of the best in my opinion, other than the OG BB King blues, some of the wow. best blues. So the, that's like the pre-rumours. Oh, pre-rumors. wait, no, you're talking yeah. uh, late sixties. Before like those before, two joined, right? Before yeah. Lindsay Buckingham, before Lindsay yeah. Buckingham, yeah, when it was pre-Buckingham. Yeah. Wow, is that to say you don't like the? Oh no, I like, like rumours. I like Tango in the okay. Night. I like well, all of the latest stuff. Well, well that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's but that's whole back the whole back catalogue. There isn't yeah. much in it that I don't enjoy. Do you like the chain? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Again, but it's one of those repetitive songs. It's probably yeah. going to be in a covers band. It's probably going to be in Nan's wedding. It's in Nan's wedding. Yeah, that's it. Yes, yeah. And that's the thing of, and there's always the bassist there, and someone's doing air guitar, and it's like, yeah. Do you ever get covers bands playing here? All do you, the time. Do you allow covers bands? Certain ones. Yes. Right. Okay. We do have a few songs in a band. As in, would you do like a tribute act, or would you do just do uh, a band that play generic covers? We often avoid tribute acts. 
Mm. Um, but we have done it in the past. We did a Abbey Road tribute act. So yes, yeah, oh, so okay. the, the Beatles, and that was fine. Yeah, yeah we good. Even uh, MP turned up for that one, Mr. Quince. He did, yeah. He loved three weight loss or three weight loss. Yeah, we took. He came in the shop the other day. He is looking buff. Is he? Yeah, yeah well, he is good cut. On, good on him. Ooh, well good done, on Quincy. He's been at the gym, gym. Whacking the weights. Because he's preparing. He's been, I think our MP is preparing. Yeah, he's been for, groomed. Groomed for power. Preparing for, um, groomed for the cabinet. Ah, I see uh, what you're saying. Uh, but he's so quiet. He doesn't probably have a huge amount of personality. He's not like Boris, is he? But he's got his own podcast, by the way. Does, does he? he? Called the Colchester Podcast. And the only reason I know this is because our friend... Lee was on it, wasn't he? Our friend Skinny Jean Gardner. Uh, I may called not... called the Colchester Podcast. Yeah, it was on it. And... Yeah. What on earth do they? I mean, uh, you can do two to three episodes on on Colchester. Like, if you listen to a stuff you should know episode about Colchester, Roman, you, a Roman episode. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you get you know maybe a double episode about its history and then mm-hmm. about the modern history. Uh, is it a weekly podcast? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> exactly. I, don't I think it's annual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit, of it, and he kept calling him Will. And I was like, oh, I have some respect, ladies. Yeah, that's <laughs> Mr. Quince to you. Yeah, that's right, the right honourable Mr. Yeah. Quince to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, uh, Tristan. Who would you? Ha- who are the two bands for your band for life? Uh, let's go, Eric Clapton and Oasis. Okay, well, it's <laughs> quite yeah. controversial. Good old Oasis. They're um, they're my my band. They are band for life favourites. Okay, I assume uh, you're erasing them from. Of course I am. Yeah. 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 Of course I am. I could put this out there that Noel Gallagher. I like him. He's great. It's just Liam. I hate Liam Liam Gallagher. Gallagher. Poor old Liam. God, yeah. like he started his own career with like, his own band, Beady Eye, didn't he? Yeah. Because he said that he wanted to be next to the Beatles in HMV, which it's obviously didn't, didn't last very long. BDI or HMV. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. So yes, they're awful. Uh, it's bloody Wonderwall. That's the reason why. Okay. Oh, Again, song again. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's every drunk squad who comes in here and just goes, "Shout, play Wonderwall!" And like we're an original oh, band. We don't yeah. do bloody covers. Oh dear. Yeah. No, Does he come wearing a dress? Because maybe it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's constant. There, there's no place in your heart then at all for any of their back catalogue. Mm, all gone. No. Champagne supernova. Champagne away. Champagne supernova. What is it? They see drink champagne in the sky. Is that the lyrics? Something like that. Uh, Again, slowly terrible. walking down a hall faster than a cannonball. <laughs> That's from that song. <laughs> so yeah, Liam wrote that one then, because Noel didn't, because otherwise it wouldn't be good. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think Nolly G writes all the lyrics. Yeah. Except for uh, Little, Little, James. Little James and Songbird. Yeah, but like his high flying uh, burns and yeah. weren't that bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay, why Eric Clapton? Why could you listen to him? Mm. And it's just the slow hand. Anything that, he's, anything that he's part of. Would you, uh, would you give him that? Would you give him. Bad? Yeah, yeah, oh, you can have cream, you can have. Uh, oh, that. have a bit of cream. Eric Clapton's it's cream. Not, it's not he, cream. He in the, uh, love a bit of cream. What's that super group? Oh, the Yardbird. Yeah. Yeah. It's something just. Me and my dad used to listen to Clapton okay. all the time, and my first ever record was 461 Ocean Boulevard, and it's my favourite album of all time, really, so that's the reason why. Plus, he's a fucking incredible guitarist. He's definitely up there with Hendrix. And Are you a guitarist yourself? Uh, I, I don't. This is what I'm saying, you see. You'll never admit to it. I can play some chords. Okay. okay. I would definitely not get on stage and attempt. I don't know. I, I can noodle. I can noodle. Do you write stuff? I'm more a pianist than a guitarist. Oh, okay. Yeah, have a piano at home, sit around, pretend like I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My BA in music is pointless at this point. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, 
So, is that about all you own a music venue? Yeah. Yes. Do you have a jam? Do you ever get on there and jam and there's no one in there? Just I can't play for toffee. Okay. I'm not um, in any way musically inclined. I enjoy the media. I bought him a guitar. He still has a Do you let people rehearse in here? <laughs> Uh, no, really. I bet he's good. he'll be good. I like. I've I got a guitar and a ukulele, and I'm. Tr- I've been trying to learn some of the guitar over the course of lockdown, bit by bit by bit. But it's one of those things that I find inherently quite hard because it's a lot of kind of hand-eye coordination. Okay. You know, doing two things at the same time, thinking at the same time, and it it, mm-hmm. it just takes me one of those things that takes me a while to kind of grasp. And I tend to lose I patience. Should have bought you a bass guitar, shouldn't I? They, no, I've got three of those hanging on the walls. Yeah, they're not mine. I don't. And I like my acoustic. It's great, and I'd like to be able to play it. I really would because it centres around a lot of the music I enjoy. I would just sit there and play Johnny Cash to myself all day, every day, if I could. And that's mm. kind of where I'd like to be. I don't want to be Eric Clapton. Just mm. some open mic Johnny Cash will do me absolutely fine. But again, open mic, Johnny. We have a few of those. Exactly. So it's just I've just got to get to that point, really. Um, you did I'm say like happy there. you did say like about six months ago. Mm. That you wanted to do the open mic, you wanted to do one song. I, 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 wanted, our to get, open mic. I wanted to get two songs down so I could do yeah, like because we do with our open mic. What well, used to be three songs, but because of COVID, it was two, so we could fit more. You wanted in. to one day in about a year's time. Yeah, six months ago. So you got six months. Got six get, months to get two, two songs. Two down. songs down. And gardening. That's it. Yeah, and it will be wonderful. And Mr. Brightside, no. <laughs> and I will mute you. <laughs> I control the desk. Oh, I've got one quick, one question before we kind of wrap it up. Do you ever have sound noise complaints? Those people upstairs. Like, is there an issue with no. noise? Uh, <laughs> is that you're both on the same note. Yeah. How do we approach this controversial? Oh, okay. No, okay. Is it? uh, no, it's fine. Our neighbours actually—that's a loud car. So he's, he's noisier than we are. But <laughs> no, uh, we have neighbours behind us, but they are of the same landlord. So if they complain, shoot yourself in the foot, really. Um, no, our neighbours are quite nice actually. The wedding shop complains a little bit next door, but they go home at like seven or eight, and that's yeah. so we, they only sort of hear us in sound check, which is still loud. Yeah, but they're nice enough to us. And yeah, yeah. We, it's, it's easy if you just talk to people. Yeah, if they have an issue, then talk to us. We'll sort it out. It's not like we're going to just go and <laughs> no, deal with it. Yeah, because that's gonna you're going to end up closed at that point. You know, you get, they're going to end up going to the environment agency, and then they're going to come down complain. and problems. <laughs> yeah. So it's not actually rocket science. Just just be nice. nice. Yeah. Is there people above you? Yeah. I think that's Ace a good comics. lesson for life. Oh, Ace, Ace Comics are above us. So we're, we're lucky in the sense that we're not directly... They rock and roll. They are cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. We're, we're lucky we're not directly linked to any like, actual residents. But like, those people at the back who live in the flat, it's actually it's kind of a separate building, fundamentally. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's not technically part of this one. So you can hear it, just because, you know, in the same way you can hear your neighbours having a party, but, you know, it's not... It's, it's not, not that if, loud. If they close the windows, they won't hear it. It's not as if it's churning through their floor, yeah, which would be a bit of a problem here if we started to put the the upstairs. Base, the base, the right? Mega base. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just start doing... you've got. You'll be... <laughs> Club nights. Okay, so to finish off then, um, we have a, a game. Oh, it's another regular feature. Yeah, Steve's doing the jingle. Oh, that lyric sound weird and be the man. You're an extra lispy there. We How are terrified. We, we're going to make a. We are going to make a jingle at some point. We just haven't got around to it. Okay. Um, should do it here. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to. <laughs> Um, so we ask our guests to choose some lyrics that will oh, sound geez. weird when you read them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Simple it's, concept. It's a particularly controversial choice this week. Oh, you may be familiar with a band called The Rolling Stones. 
the, the pedo classic. Now, I don't know what year this was from, but... 68. 68. They have a dark Just, past. Yeah, ask yourself if this is acceptable. <clears throat> Here we go. Just remember we didn't write this. It, this is called Stray Cat Blues. <clears throat> I hear the click-clack of your feet on the stairs. I know you're so... No, I'll take that back. I know you're no scare-eyed honey. There'll be a feast if you just come upstairs. Wait for it. <laughs> but it's no hanging matter. It's no capital crime. I can see that you're 15 years old. <laughs> Fuck you, no. No. Mick. No, I don't want your ID. And I've seen that you're so far from home. This is it's dark. But it's no hanging matter. It's no capital crime. Oh, yeah, you're a strange stray cat. Oh, yeah. Don't you scratch like that. Oh, yeah, you're a strange stray cat. Bet your mama don't know you scream like that. Oh. Michael. <laughs> I, I bet your mother don't know you can spit like that. No, I, I think I'll just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Does it get worse? No. Right. But well, that's about... That's, you know, sorry, 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 sorry like guys. It's just like being like... like Apparently she's got a friend that's wilder than... Her as well, so hell, and she can join in too. I, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I looked up this song after reading the lyrics, and I thought, how do they get away with this? And then apparently, it's in many, many lists of one of the best Rolling Stone songs of all time. Really? So who mm. the hell is writing well, They're not playing it live now, are they? If you've been affected by these men, yeah. Well, I mean, what was it you say? You were saying earlier that there was a, a band that it was based on. Um, Oh God! Why? I, I, I it underground. You mean the lost profit? No, it wasn't the lost profit. Don't talk about well, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they've been erased from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't play it. What that? You were saying earlier that there was something to do with another band that it was based on the lyrics of something. Oh, they else. said it was based on heroin by the Velvet Underground. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I, when I read it, I thought it said it was based on heroin. I was like. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> not clever, it all makes it's sense. It's not a clever metaphor, is it, by Mick? Uh, if it Doesn't is. sound like it is. I, I think <laughs> it's, 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 it's very mixer. subtle. Yes. Why yeah. would you write that? Yeah, I can't. Surely Keith would have said, Mick. Charlie. Or, yeah, yeah, Charlie. Sens- old sensible Charlie would have said. They've written how many albums? Like 30 bloody albums? Yeah. I suppose yeah. eventually they're going to go down the pedo. <laughs> But it's yeah. just a case of exactly that. Like he writes a song, he goes, "This is cracking." Wakes up sober-ish, goes, "It's still cracking." Yeah, Takes it to the band, it. Yeah. sober-ish, and go. They go, "Yeah, all right, mate. That sounds great." Can't we just up it to seventeen? <laughs> <laughs> is that going to ruin ruin the meter? <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, sorry to end on such a dark, <laughs> a dark note. Yeah, right. These are like you know, these are I, I got well, exactly of rock. It's like, it's like certain Surprised things, they haven't been cancelled. Well, sometimes for me, it feels like certain musicians are kind of given a kind of get out of jail. Yeah, bulletproof. Kind of yeah. Mm. Maybe. Maybe there'll be Mick Jagger will be the next Harvey Weinstein. Who knows? You never know. It was a totally different time as well. Not that that justifies anything, of course, but no. it's just one of those things that obviously does move with modernity to an extent, at yeah. least. It's, yeah, it's, I suppose, what, I don't know, like, judging things that happened a long time ago with. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's art, is it? In the mission of guilt? Only, only the. Get we'll have to get Mick, on, get Mick on the. Uh, yes, podcast. get him on the podcast. On the, uh, on the he's, he's a regular podcast. listener. <laughs> 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 he's just like, oh shit. Oh, by the way, we, uh, we should probably. Actually, sorry, this is a slightly different from like last week's episode. 
we unjustly accused oh, Barry yeah. Gibb of being <laughs> shit. Oh no! Yeah. Turns out it, I don't want to say who it was, but it turns out it wasn't Barry Gibb. Yeah, Barry Gibb has a clean record <laughs> and is a very nice guy. He looks like the Cowardly Lion from The Wizard of Oz. We'll go for a, we'll go for a drink sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for a drink, Yeah. Actually, no, I'm busy. I'll, I'll go home to the wife. I love your redactions are right at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're just on the front page of the Daily Mail. That's true. Yeah. We're here. We did, tiny little bit of text. We did... Uh, the, person, uh, the lady that was on last week, she... Didn't want to say which artist was an absolute shitbag, so she gave us three she choices. Gave three options and we right. assumed it was Barry Gibb, so we just just went for him. No, I see. Right. <laughs> we attacked Barry Gibb. So now you know it's one of the other two. Which it were... wasn't Barry Gibb. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. This week's listeners will know it's it's a 50 50 choice now. <laughs> yeah. well, it's still a choice. It's still a choice. That's yeah. it. We're legally covered. But that's it. That's the Field Rockstar Club podcast right there. So. If you are live locally to Colchester, which I know a lot of you are, do come and support your local venue, Coda, and local bands. Open from the 19th and onwards. Mm. Thank you. Mm. It's free to We'll certainly in. be here. It's loads of cool artists. It's a great venue. It's got real atmosphere and it's, you know, it's the it's, best place to come and see live music. Yeah, exactly. You Run got, by genuine people. Who, you guys got to come in as well when we open, get a drink oh, and stuff. The shiz. I, I think I might weep the oh. first time I see... A live band. I, I think it's going to be a moment. Well, they'd be a special like moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The jazz. I'll be openly weeping to jazz. Okay. So thank you for listening. Podcast that talks about music, mental health, and passion. Bye. 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 Thank you, guys. The gnome.